Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in again for one more episode of our in-depth videos that we do on Amazic.com. I'm Twain Taylor, editor at Amazic. And uh, at Amazic.com, we do a lot of stuff like this where we talk to experts and influencers from the cloud native and Kubernetes space. And we do articles, we do event coverage, we have job listings. So there's a whole lot happening. So please go and check out all of that at Amazic.com. And today we have with us from Orca Security, Andrew Bartlin. He's the Vice President Sales EMEA at Orca. Andrew, it's a pleasure to have you today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. So, you know, I wanted to just start off with, you know, getting just a, an elevator pitch from you about, you know, what Orca does and, uh, yeah, just how it fits into the whole uh, security space because you know the security uh, space is pretty crowded right now there's there's a lot of solutions there's tools that do different kinds of things with security considering this you know how does Orca fit into the whole security tool chain and what's its positioning yeah that's a that's a really good place to uh, to start so thanks for bringing that up so um, think of it like this Orca actually provides nine different solutions in one um, Okay. But uh, first of all, Orca is a holistic and agentless uh, cloud security solution for all of the major public cloud platforms, so AWS, mm -hmm. Google, uh, Microsoft Azure, and shortly uh, Oracle and, and Ali Cloud as well. Um, mm -hmm. And what Oracle, um, uh, sorry, what Orca does is it provides comprehensive and complete visibility. So what that actually means is that Orca, as I mentioned earlier, combines together nine different types of products in one. So you've got See if I can okay. remember this, um, uh, cloud uh, security posture management, uh, cloud okay. workload protection, container security, so we can replace a lot of solutions, uh, legacy solutions there, uh, vulnerability scanning, same thing, uh, compliance reporting, uh, sensitive data discovery, uh, testing my knowledge here, <laughs> uh, cloud mm -hmm. asset discovery, file integrity monitoring, and anti-malware. And wow. what this all mean is that organizations can significantly reduce and, and rationalize their security spend, the, the spend okay. that they've been spending on multiple different point products, mm. and uh, at the same time, massively reduce the enormous burden, which I'm sure we're going to talk, talk about, of um, things like alert fatigue from multiple different point products that are all pinging off alerts and alarms every five minutes. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a great elevator pitch. And, you know, kudos to you for listing the whole uh, list of the nine products <laughs> that you have. Okay, I remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, um, so, you know, there's there's so much that, you know, I found interesting about Okra and I wanted to kind of dive into each of those. The first thing that I was wanting you to flesh out for us is something that I think uh, is most important to what Okra does, which is context. So I saw this term context aware security on, uh, you know, your website and the pages, product pages and all of that. Yeah. Could you just break this down for us? What's context? Why is it important? Yeah. In the, in the, in the MarTech world, they say uh, content is king. Um, I think in, in this, in the cloud security world, context is king. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, let me explain. So, um, so Orca provides the contextual analysis for better prioritization and, and discovery of risks that aren't possible 
with other tools. And, and that's because Orca Security understands the map. In other words, how all of the assets are connected to each other and to all of the different attack vectors that a black hat might take. And so mm -hmm. what that means is that really helps organizations to replace lists with thousands of alerts and prioritize to the top few that matter, the top five or 10 that are absolutely critical to an organization's business. Mm -hmm. So let me give you an example to, to, to make it come alive a bit, if I may. Um, mm -hmm. It's a really simplistic example, but I think you'll, uh, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll get it really quickly. So imagine, okay. imagine two workloads, right? Server one right. and server two, you know, both mm -hmm. running a, a web server that, that uses a library, which is, uh, let's say, vulnerable to, to remote execution code risk. And, and in this case, for the sake of this example, let's assume the vulnerability is exactly the same in both cases. Mm -hmm. Now, a context-less vulnerability scanner such as an agent-based solution, will simply go and report this vulnerability with its static CVS score, its security score, and both workloads will end up getting exactly the same risk score. You know, they're internet-facing, mm -hmm. there's a challenge, problem. Um, but Orca, on the other hand, says, well, hang on a second, we can deduce from the cloud configuration that the service on server one is internet-facing and therefore the risk level is imminent compromise, and okay. server two perhaps isn't internet facing and can't be reached directly from anywhere but a particular host. And therefore mm -hmm. the risk is only hazardous. Um, or okay. alternatively, server one and server two might both be internet facing, but server one is connected to your database of pencils or cleaning products or whatever else. Server two is connected mm -hmm. to something which is then load balanced to something which is connected to something that, oh my goodness, is connected to a PII database, right? And that is context for you identifying mm -hmm. that, look, pencils aren't actually as important as this other thing that's connected to a PII database. That's your number one problem to fix right now that's critical to your business. And that is cloud security context. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think totally makes sense. And I think what this does is it drastically reduces your triaging and troubleshooting and just your root cause analysis. What have you seen? Can you give us some examples of you know the kind of difference you've seen uh, for customers before they use Orca versus after? It's incredible, you know, because I, 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 uh, an unnamed CISO and I had a discussion um, two or three weeks ago, and he said, I think we have a pretty good view on, on everything. You know, security is really important to us. You know, we run a pretty tight ship. Um, mm -hmm. But nevertheless, he agreed to do a POC. We, we spun up this POC. It, it, it gets mm -hmm. live in minutes because it's agentless, of course. And suddenly mm -hmm. he was able to see things that he didn't know were there. And, and the okay. point is you can be the most secure organization on the planet. You can be the most compliant organization on the planet on the things that you know you have. When we point out mm -hmm. that five-year-old Windows XP machine that's connected into the cloud network that has one, two, three, four as a, as a, as a, as a password or, or hasn't been updated or uh, reconfigured in the last five years or something ridiculous like that, that is an imminent threat for a black hat to, to, to go through, Mm -hmm. um, that's really important. So mm -hmm. it, this opens eyes for organizations who may have done a brilliant job of deploying agents on what they knew they had, mm -hmm. but it's the stuff you don't know that you have that's going to come and, uh, excuse my French, but bite you in the backside at some point. So <laughs> identifying that risk is critical for organizations. And we almost always will find something that an organization didn't know they had. And it's not like the cloud slows down, right? You can spin up a thousand virtual machines with a credit card in minutes, right? So the stuff mm. that you don't know 
the unknown, unknowns, um, to use a Donald Rumsfeld quote, that's the kind of thing that you need to be aware mm. of. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I uh, wanted to tee off on that, talking about just dynamic systems, because, you know, the cloud is becoming even more dynamic. The surface area keeps increasing. Yep. And as you were even mentioning, you know, uh, the unknown unknowns. So what's Orca's approach to, uh, you know, keeping track of the whole, you know, the footprint of the system as it expands, as it changes? How does Orca uh, spot new instances that are spun up automatically even often these days? Uh, without even agents, how, how does Aka handle this? Yeah, so um, we, we see everything uh, instantly as soon as we're employed. We, we don't require an, an, an agent-based um, capability. Uh, and by the way, uh, agents, it, it's, it's maybe unfair of me to refer to, to agent-based players as legacy because it's really only five or six years old. Um, but nevertheless, uh, side scanning, which Aka has brought to market, which is the ability to um, look at everything and see the entire cloud real estate very, very quickly mm -hmm. without agents does allow us, I think, with some confidence and some validity to refer to agent-based solutions as legacy. Um, okay. You see, agent-based solutions can do a reasonable job. Once mm -hmm. you, as I mentioned earlier, deploy all of those agents to every single instance in the cloud. But here's the rub. The, uh, as I mentioned earlier, and we saw this, by the way, with, with, with you know, over 50% of our original customer engagements showed us mm -hmm. that your average organization lacks security visibility into at least 50%. And that's a bold statement, but it's true because that's what we've seen of its cloud wow. infrastructure footprint, right? And that's huge. And that's mostly due to an organization's inability to keep up with the incredibly high total cost of ownership for agent deployment and maintenance. So by definition, I guess is my point, with an agent-based solution, you can always be compliant on securing what you know you have, but you're mm -hmm. always on the back foot. Whereas with Orca, once you set it up, the solution immediately has full visibility across your entire cloud real estate. And it can then provide you with that full context-based security and compliance capability out of the box. So um, clients, for example, um, can demonstrate um, uh, evidence of, of, of their ability to find and protect uh, sensitive data like PII, for example. You see, Orca uniquely recognizes where that sensitive data is stored across your cloud real estate. And then it alerts you to any potential exploitation path. So you can meet uh, key data privacy mandates like um, uh, PCI, DSS, HIPAA, GDPR, CCPA, et cetera. But at the same time, Orca will never break any of those data privacy laws because only a masked subset of data is shown for triage purposes. And at a macro level, the way we do that is we look at the cloud workload plus the cloud metadata, we put it together and that's how we can, uh, that's our secret source if you like. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, if you could just tell us a little bit more about that, you know, it sounds very interesting, this idea of um, the, the thing you mentioned about side scanning. So yep. just tell us a bit more without getting too much into detail about just how this works and, you know. Yeah, sure. It sounds um, interesting. Yeah, so um, happy to. Uh, so size scanning is, is patent pending, by the way, um, from Orca mm -hmm. Security. It's, it's agile, it's easy, it's super fast, it's easy to deploy, and it scales. Mm -hmm. So size scanning is agentless. It's done at the cloud account level, not okay. at the per asset level. So there's no per oh, asset okay. integration. So there's no missed assets. So mm -hmm. again, relying on agents for security vis visibility in the cloud is fundamentally flawed. And what's more, by the way, those assets 
have to be capable of having an agent installed on them in the first place and then maintained. And those assets have to have ongoing network connectivity to the back end. But in this incredibly fast-paced world, which you guys know about, of DevOps, um, developers don't want to be bothered with deploying agents on, on virtual machines, mm. in, in, in containers, yeah. and in serverless configurations, let alone, by the way, dealing with their never-ending maintenance, right? And that's why Orca developed mm. the, the, the patent-pending side-scanning technology that covers mm. millions of virtual machines out there um, in okay. the world today and, and compute instances out there in the, um, in the public cloud. Um, mm -hmm. So that's side-scanning. Mm. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, and um, this obviously works, you know, uh, as well for a single cloud as it does for multi-cloud, right? Or does, well, is there more complexity when it comes to multi-cloud? What changes from, you know, a single cloud to multi-cloud? Yeah. Um, so as I said before, Orca covers all of the major public clouds, including uh, AWS, Google, uh, Azure, and, and coming Oracle and, and Ali Cloud. So mm -hmm. instead of having up to five native security tools, plus a plethora of other solutions across malware and vulnerability scanning and CSPM and CWPP and compliance and asset discovery and everything else, you can have one solution that's mm -hmm. specifically designed to provide total security and compliance across all of those public clouds. You know, I think two, here's, the, here's the real rub. Too many organizations were forced to adopt security solutions from their existing vendors that were twisted mm -hmm from the legacy okay. on-premise environments to try and fit the cloud. And everyone wanted to ha suddenly okay. have a cloud solution, but it wasn't really architected natively in the cloud. It was twisted on-premise stuff. And so far, mm -hmm. far too often they've fallen short in functionality and, and also required costly agents to be deployed. And if you think about one of the biggest challenges for security organizations today, it is this consistently uh, or continually rather evolving friction between mm -hmm. the security team and the DevOps group, because okay. security is there to help run the business and keep the business safe. But if you mm -hmm. have to have some legacy agent-based technology, you've got to go cap in hand to DevOps and say, look, please, could you install these agents on our X thousand or, or hundred thousand instances out there in the cloud? And then mm -hmm. DevOps goes, oh, okay, you know what? We, we can do it, but maybe we can't start for another two weeks. And there has to be an internal cross charge and a scope of work or an SOW or something. And then DevOps turns up and they install the agents on everything. But guess what? As soon as they leave, it's not like the business is saying, could everyone please stop growing the business and stop using cloud, right? Cloud continues to involve the elasticity of cloud is one of the beautiful things about it. And mm -hmm. so suddenly the, 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 the day DevOps have gone, you're finding or we are finding and our clients are finding uh, virtual machines and containers and other instances out there that aren't covered by these agents. So you've got to bring DevOps back in for a while. And in that interim time period, um, mm -hmm. stuff is left alone and, and potentially um, at, at risk from a security perspective. But also you've got this, this friction, as I mentioned earlier, between security and DevOps. And that's something I'm really pleased to say we thought a lot about when we architected this. And that is mm -hmm. why we're able to remove that in a, in a very big way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to just talk a little bit more about what you started with just now. We're talking about how, um, you know, security has been sort of retrofitted, you know, lift and shift from on-premise to cloud, and it just doesn't work. Uh, if you could just give us a few examples that could really strike a chord with our viewers and probably make them, you know, go like, yeah, I, I know that, you know, I've experienced yep. that. Could you give us an example of that? 
Yeah. Do you, do you mean in terms of specific vendors or do you just mean in terms uh, of... No, without, without naming uh, any vendor specifically, yeah. just talking about, you know, how security is sort of, you know, just lifted and shifted without really yeah. thinking of, about... Of course, first. if you talk about things like, you know, vulnerability management, they've lifted and shifted, you know, the, the, there's so many vendors there that came from an on-premise world, you know, there's the mm. kind of the, the big three in that area without mm. naming any names and, and they've all mm. uh, pertained to have some kind of cloud capability, but it's all agent-based. Um, mm-hmm. And they do a good job, right? But the problem is you, you're, you're getting, you're getting, you're requiring DevOps to come in. You're requiring installation of agents. You're running the risk of, of, of a lack of coverage when there isn't an agent-based uh, capability there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the same for malware and, 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 and file asset discovery and compliance and, and numerous other areas of security. And mm-hmm. this all contributes to, you know, organizations saying we want to go into cloud. Um, mm-hmm. And we're migrating a lot of stuff to cloud, and then their, their legacy on-premise vendors will sell them whatever their cloud capability is. Um, mm-hmm. But suddenly, you've got multiple different point products, and this is what contributes to this horrible uh, concept um, that we're all aware of now. Um, and it has to be very real because it has its own term, right? Called alert fatigue, which is mm-hmm. where all of these different tools are popping off and chiming and, and, and ringing, and, and, and you know. These alarms are going off all over the place. And if, and if yeah. you're a CISO, you're kind of looking around and you, you just don't know where to start, yeah. which again leads to the whole context issue of, I have 10,000 alerts. I know mm-hmm. that. Tell me mm-hmm. the top five or 10 that are critical to my business right now and that I really need to take action on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to just dig a little bit more into that. So could you tell us in a little bit more specifics, you know, just how Orca handles alert fatigue uh, yep. What are some of the ways that Aka customers, you know, get relief from this uh, this problem? Yeah, I, th- I think um, a, a lot of organizations, when it comes to alert fatigue, you know, th- this is not new news, right? The, 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 mm-hmm. the, the, they know they have far too much there. And, and human nature dictates that if you've got 10,000 alerts, you'll, you'll, you'll probably look at the top five in t- because they're top of the pile, right? Not because they're, mm-hmm. the, they're the important ones to do. And so not knowing what to do, a lot of organizations thought that the solution was um, to get a SIM tool and just put everything in there. But then, you know, I, I had a CTO joke with me the other day that this is a, um, he said, yeah, we've got a great SIM tool and it does a really good job for us. Uh, but mm-hmm. we simply have, you know, thousands of alerts in one interface now rather than across multiple different products. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But this, again, this is where context is key, right? Having 10,000 alerts mm-hmm. doesn't help your CISO or your security team. Not knowing where to start is a critical problem in and of itself. And so Walker mm-hmm. brings that context to the picture. Tell me those things that are critical to my business right now. Tell me quickly and efficiently what I need to do to fix them right now as well. Don't just tell me that I have a problem. Tell me what to do to fix it. So while Orca mm-hmm. doesn't do the remediation itself, because we are, uh, as I mentioned early, uh, earlier, non-intrusive, we will okay. actually point out, you know, here is the challenge and here is the solution. You know, fix that. You know, I, I joked earlier about a password of one, two, three, four or something ridiculous, right? fix the weak password, mm-hmm. you know, or install mm-hmm. the latest updates, for example, or, or configure this machine appropriately, or remove these keys that everyone can see and access, something like that. So Orca will not just say, here are all the challenges. We will say, here are the critical challenges to your business right now, and we'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. And we'll also tell you, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, what the specific things you need to do are mm-hmm. in order to fix that problem right away. Got it, got it. That's interesting. And, you know, I want to ask, I don't know if Okka does this, but um, does Okka do more than security 
let's say, you know, stuff like optimizing performance, saving on costs, stuff like that. Does Okta do any of that or you know, is it's, focused on security monitoring? It, it, it's interesting. Uh, security and compliance are, are, are um, Orca's bread and butter, and it's what we were architected specifically to do for the cloud. You know, we don't have a okay. hangover of on-premise, which is why we've been able to be so innovative and, and fast-growing in what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did have a client say to us the other day, you guys are really good at being able to show us what we have out there on the network. And that mm-hmm. can really help us from, you know, from an asset discovery perspective, that can really help us to, to work out how we, how we uh, licensed appropriately. So we're not a licensed okay. checker, but by mm-hmm. telling them what they had, a very, very large uh, organization um, mm-hmm. with, with hundreds of thousands of assets out there in the cloud, we're mm-hmm. able to help them to identify um, how to appropriately license uh, the different packages that they have. So that's something we're able to help clients with as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. You know, yeah, one of the we're winding down, uh, just want to touch on lastly, you know, just decluttering the, the security toolkit. You know, what are some ways you've seen that, you know, customers sort of shed tools once they start using Orca? Uh, could you yeah. give us some examples of the kind of things that customers don't need to do once they have Orca? Yeah, absolutely. And, and as I think we agreed earlier, there are so many point products, many of which have been uh, twisted from the old on-prem days into cloud, but, but others which have been bought as point products in the cloud, such as container scanning tools, for example, or, or malware tools for, for the cloud or asset discovery tools or whatever. Um, so we find a lot of organizations will buy Orca because they have either a multi-cloud environment or they want to replace multiple uh, point products or both. And, and we often find that over time, not immediately perhaps, especially because you know not all of their contracts will have run down, but we find a lot of time organizations are able to rationalize their solution spend and actually not renew with their container uh, point product security product or their vulnerability scanning okay. uh, product. Um, so it's not just about taking cost out of the business by removing that friction and, and being more agile. It's not mm-hmm. just about being uh, more secure because you're able to see everything instantly. It's also mm-hmm. about the business case of being able to rationalize solution spend by uh, reducing spend across those nine different areas that Orca covers. As, as I mentioned earlier, you know, container security, vulnerability, uh, scanning, um, anti-malware, file integrity monitoring, asset discovery, compliance, and, and many others. All right, all right, awesome. You know, so for our viewers who are thinking, you know, this sounds interesting, I want to check this out. What's the best way to get started? And, you know, any concluding remarks that you'd want to say, you know, if there's one takeaway from this episode, what would that yeah, be? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think um, seeing is believing, right? And I think we have to put our money where our mouth is um, because mm-hmm. this in, in many ways sounds too good to be, to be true, right? I can really get up and running immediately and rationalize spend and remove friction. What's, what's the catch, right? <laughs> Um, the, the technology is first class. Obviously, you would expect me to say that. But I, I think putting our money where our mouth is, um, clients can come to our website and they can get hold of our solution for free. Uh, full mm-hmm. functionality. There's no limitations whatsoever in functionality. Uh, mm-hmm. And they can run a, a free cloud risk assessment mm-hmm. um, for a minimum of 30 days and, and, and more mm-hmm. if they like. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's the full solution, no limitations on functionality, super quick install, and what mm-hmm. it will do is provide them with full visibility into the compliance and security threats that they currently may not be seeing. So if you're a client and you like what you see, come along to orca.security, take the free risk assessment. You'll get the free full product with no limitations whatsoever. You don't even need to speak to a salesperson. You can just get it. How long does this take the whole assessment? 
approximately. Uh, you, uh, the, 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 it, you can get up and running literally in minutes, um, allow a few mm -hmm. hours, of course. Um, mm -hmm. Orca says that we will come back to you uh, within a month and give you the full uh, presentation on what we have okay. seen, if you would like to have it, or you can do your own and you, and you, can, you can get that within 24 hours, absolutely no problem. But you know, why not let us do the work for you and put a few slides together and show you what we found in, in your environment. And again, we don't see anything. This is completely non-intrusive. Um, we're just able to see the, the, to show you what, uh, what threats we found. Okay, so on day one itself, you have it all. Indeed. All right, that's awesome. Wonderful. Uh, thanks so much for sharing all of that, Andrew. Uh, that You're was welcome. really yeah. uh, interesting. Really, yeah. Uh, really want to you know learn more about you know Orca and how Orca does uh, agentless security monitoring. Really interesting concept. Side scanning, um, context. You know a lot of interesting things that Orca is working on. So thanks for sharing all of that. Um, as we end, before we end, we got a last segment, which is a kind of get to know you uh, segment. <laughs> my favorite. Um, yep. some fun questions so uh, we got about five questions for you so the first one is uh, what's the best way that uh, you learn new ideas uh, and so yeah things like you know do you read books do you watch videos do you listen to an audio you you write stuff what what's your favorite way of learning uh, that's a really good question um i think i would say the, 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 the thing where I really learn is from other people. Um, okay. and, I, and I think, here's what I would say. I think by never being afraid to ask the dumb question in the room, <laughs> because uh, I tell you what, experience has told me, and by the way, I'm always the one asking the dumb question in the room. Um, but experience has really told me that a lot of the time, a lot of people don't want to ask that dumb question, but here, here's the Most interesting thing, be the best. but, but mm. they're really interested in the answer. <laughs> Right, so um, I'm I'm happy to embarrass myself and ask a dumb question. I, I think learning from people is is the best. Wow, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, really interesting answer. The second one for you. Um, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Oh, that's easy. Um, I wanted to be a fighter pilot, uh, just like my dad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I wasn't smart <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Um, the one thing that's part of your morning routine. Uh, yeah, um, well, I, I, I live on an island uh, in the River Thames in uh, near London, so it's um, it's really nice to walk along the river first thing in the morning. I, if, if I have time, oh, wow. I, I try and walk my uh, my dogs early in the morning along the river. It's uh, really beautiful. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, the last book that you read. The last book I read was called Alone in Berlin. Uh, okay. by um, Hans, um, Hans Falada. I think I pronounced okay, okay. it right, Hans Falada. It's, it's a story of immense and unseen great courage in, in a society with, with a completely wrecked moral compass, uh, wartime mm -hmm. story. Uh, they just made a movie out oh, of it, okay. actually. I haven't seen it, but it's, it's with Emma Thompson okay. and, uh, and Brendan mm -hmm. um, Gleeson, the Irish guy. I'd, I'd really like mm -hmm. to see it, but it's um, it's set uh, in in uh, Berlin at the end of the uh, Second World War. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, wow, amazing. Got to check that out. So that's alone, alone in Berlin, right? Yep, by by Hans Fallada. All right, all right, cool. Uh, last question for you: Your favorite YouTube channel? 
Uh, well, it depends what you mean. For work, it's it's TechCrunch. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, TechCrunch is great. It, it just gives you great insight into the tech world, and not just mm -hmm. on cyber, of course, but but on interesting startups, um, mm -hmm. on on innovations, and 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 really interesting people. And uh, <laughs> for um, for personal, it's Expedia, of course, right? Who who doesn't like booking oh, okay. uh, uh, travel, <laughs> right? So yeah. All right, all right. Interesting. Neat. Uh, so lastly, where can viewers find you online? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, my company, Orca.Security, uh, really simple. Um, come, come, come join us. We'd, we'd love to see you. And then, um, and then me personally, uh, LinkedIn. I, I live in LinkedIn. So come find me at, uh, on LinkedIn. Awesome. Great. Uh, with that, I want to thank all of our viewers for watching. And we hope you really enjoyed this conversation and learned a lot about security and Orca's take on security. So um, yeah, definitely check out Orca and all that they do. Also want to remind you to head over to amazing.com, the website uh, where we host this video and many more like this. We have news articles and a whole lot more. Uh, we also want to uh, give you a reminder that uh, we're covering the event KubeCon, CloudNativeCon Europe, which is happening next month. So um, yeah, just uh, if you want to catch up on what's happening with the event, just head over there. So with that, uh, we come to the close of this episode and uh, thank you all for tuning in and thank you again, Andrew, for sharing so much generously from all of your insight and experience. We really had a great time talking to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Twain. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.